This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to another episode of Basically. I'm your host, Stephanie Preisner, and with me today I have the chat GPT of financial advice, Robert Whelan from Rockwell Financial, here to answer all of your finance questions. Welcome to the studio again, Robert. Great to be here, Stephanie. Last night I put up a question box on my Instagram and I have so many questions for you. Mm -hmm. I think this time of year people are you know, they've been saving, they're splurging a little bit on the Christmas, but looking to next year and thinking, what is the best thing to do with my money? So I have lots of questions. And then uh, once you've answered those, if you want to tell us anything about... Sure, I have a few things, yeah, yeah. How, do you want to tell us those first? Sure, why not? I suppose that the Christmas thing is the 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 first thing I'll deal with. Um, from a mortgage perspective, mm-hmm. um, lots of the questions are obviously mortgage related. So the first thing I'll say is anybody who is in the process of saving for a mortgage and looking to get a mortgage, say in the next six months or so, or 2024, mm-hmm. you wouldn't, you'd be amazed at the amount of times Christmas spending trips people up. Okay. Because when the banks are assessing your mortgage application, what they can say, you have X amount of savings and yeah. you have salary and they'll get a multiple. But to get the approval always depends on proving your capacity to repay. Yes. And for that, they will look at your habits over the previous six months. They will take into account any loans that you have, any savings that you're making. All that stuff gets part of it. But going bananas at Christmas can literally be the difference between you getting your mortgage and not. Because one thing we have seen... But can uh, they not understand that it's Christmas? No, because ultimately... Christmas is just one event of 12 in a month. It's just part of your annual spend. So they would just go, it, uh, you can say that. And like can it, they, you know, when you're, uh, we went with Humdinger and, you know, yes. Ashling was amazing and she yes. had to write letters explaining why my... Um, that's our job. But I suppose they always say that that's fine. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying it's a flat out no. But what we found in the last four or five months in particular in Humdinger is the banks are getting more and more particular on capacity to repay. So let's just say in degrees of anal, yeah. <laughs> they're being extraordinarily anal now on capacity. They were always irritating with it. Yes. Now they're being very particular. And are they able to, like, so are you suggesting that people either don't go crazy at Christmas or can you have like a secret bank account <laughs> you buy your Christmas yeah. things with. no there's not because unfortunately no, no secret bank accounts but just it's not saying don't have fun at Christmas it's not saying don't it's basically saying if there's something that you want to buy that's ex- that's really expensive and a bit of a treat yeah don't because we can say well it was two grand because they wanted to get like for instance the big thing is the engagement ring Okay. Honestly, right? And because that comes off the savings. And some people just need to remember that, like, that can be off your deposit. So, something like that, because a lot of people get engaged at Christmas. Right. right? So, get a promise ring for even better. Quid. Fabulous. I love that. It's a great idea. Um, so, um, but something like that, it's not just saying, I'm not saying don't, I've never been to Grinch. I hate that stuff from financial advisors. Don't spend money. I'm just saying, just be, be careful that yeah. you don't go bananas, bananas. Particularly, it ends up putting money in your credit card. It's whatever being able to spend your own dough. But if your credit card balance, say, goes from 1,000 to 3,000, okay. that's going to be factored in by the bank as well. So, Scrooge there telling you not to buy anything Yeah, sorry about that. Okay, well, let's get to some listener questions. Um, what should I do with my house deposit? I can't buy a house, but it's sitting around doing nothing. It's a sizable deposit, 80k, one person, but I am a contract worker, so getting a mortgage isn't easy. 
Okay, first things first. Well done. To save, to save 80,000 euro today is a fantastic achievement, right? So they've um, obviously uh, put a lot of effort in there. Secondly, the timing here is very important. Okay. If they're saying it's a house deposit, so they're, and if it's 80,000, that is pretty substantial, which sounds to me like they're mortgage ready. Now I'll come to getting a mortgage as a contractor as we have specific advice on that. So, but stay with the investment advice first for anyone listening. At the end of the day, if you take risk with that in with, with that eighty thousand, say in this case, okay, in theory the markets go up ten percent, you can make an extra eight thousand. Okay, that's great. But if the markets drop ten percent, you've now got seventy two. And if the house that you're hoping to buy is is contingent upon you having eighty thousand as a deposit, you taking investment risk with that eighty thousand could be the difference in getting the house and not. How long does it go up eighty thousand over? Sorry, eight thousand. Oh, could that could be? You can, you can like. There's. If you take a high risk investment, you could get eight thousand in a year. This will blow your mind. But if the the biggest seven companies in the world in terms of the stock market, Microsoft, Meta, Google, Amazon, Tesla, and Nvidia, if you put ten thousand into those shares on the first of January, it'll be worth about seventeen thousand today. It's up nearly seventy percent this year. That's crazy, right? Okay. And that's grand, and that's and that's not a financial advice. Don't go. I look in the camera. Do not go buying those stocks based on what I just said. Right. What I'm trying to say is that, in theory, you can make ten percent in a day. Okay. But so the time, but it's more to do with the consequence of, as a responsible investor, you should be taking a five to seven year horizon when you're taking risk. Okay. So the so simple answer: if you don't need that money within five to seven years, then invest but it. But just, she clearly does. Absolutely, because they know she it's a house deposit. So therefore, post office. Okay. Yep. Post office. Uh, PTSB have a very good rate at the moment. Uh, the only reason to say post office is it's tax free and um, the saving certs. Um, whereas with um, deposit interest, you pay a dirt tax. So okay. um, it's slightly better off. But PTSB, AAB have decent things, one and a half decent, one and a half percent. But anyway, it's something, it was zero percent. Um, so what do you do, how much is it in the post office? Uh, you'll get, it depends if you go save and search. The on demand is 0.75. Right. So you can literally, no waiting time, you just get your 0.75 on it. So. And then what's the saving cert? Saving certs are a, are a five year horizon, but you can cash them in early. And you'll get a, a, a pro rata return. I don't want to get too technical, right? But yeah, but yeah, it's it's uh, so post office or AB. and will the post office take eighty k? Like oh Jesus, yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, how can I be making a hundred thousand euro plus a year and own nothing? I don't do drugs and I make a loss. Um, <laughs> what do you do? <laughs> so like, um, that's just what are you spending your money on? I'm not being funny. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I think I know that questioner and I'll get on to them myself. Um, Tell them to stop buying really expensive handbags and high heel shoes. Okay. I'm, I'm sure they do a lot of that. Uh, <laughs> Mum gives €3,000 to me and €3,000 to my child every year. Do I need to prove that it's given and spent on my child for tax reasons? So I presume this person gets six k. Yeah, so basically there is a need, there's a, under the principle of a gift tax, there is called the annual gift exemption, where anybody, I could give you 3,000 a year. I wouldn't free. say no. I'm sure you wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it basically, what it, this is basically a tax efficient transfer of wealth from one generation to the next. So you have a grandmother, or yeah. grand, grandparents, I think it says her mother, wasn't it? She says her mum. Yes, yeah, her mum. So her mum has got money and rather than giving it as a, long, as a big lump sum. At the end of her life. 
and may potentially a tax liability arising, she's giving, there's an annual amount you can gift every year tax-free. Okay. And so she's given 3,000 to her daughter and 3,000 to her grandchild. So once, the, the proof is that the money was given. Okay. It doesn't have to be spent. Like basically it's in the child's name. So what most people do is they set up savings plans like in the post office or it'll take an investment one and it'll be in the child's name and it basically just means that when the child reaches a certain age they're able, they have access to those funds. Now, in inheritance tax, yeah. you can get from your parents 335,000 yeah. yeah. across your lifetime. Yes. So will this woman, like do they calculate all the no. three grand? That's that the point. Okay. Because the annual gift exemption comes underneath that. So basically, in this case, and obviously I don't know, but say, let's give it, in, in theory, say you had half a million yep. to give your daughter. Well, what you would do is you'd say, well, 335 is going to come tax-free. So what I'll do is I'll drip feed 3,000 a year to her, 3,000 to the grandchild over 6,000 a year, years. 15 years, or whatever, 20, you get me, yeah. 20 years. I can get rid of that. If, that. if my plan is to give them this amount of money. Okay, I, I can, can get do, rid of that. Before I go. Yeah. Okay, that's good to know. Um, where to find a financial advisor? I need one and I have no clue. www.rockwellfinancial.ie well, uh, No, but in general, okay, I'll get that plug in. Um, in general, obviously, I always say obviously the same advice to everybody. Honestly, number one thing you need to do is always get advice. Never take financial decision without getting advice. Honestly, ask a friend, ask a family member. We'd love to look after you in Rockwell. Of course, I'm going to say that, but there others are available. And by all means, by all, just ask. But check out our Google reviews. We're pretty good on them. But um, honestly, ask a friend. I can also stand over that. Um, they'll also do a free consultation for you. Yes, for, in the for, first instance, as a pod, podcast listener. Yes. So you could just do one and that's like out. a blind date. And then <laughs> if you don't like them, you can go somewhere else. Uh, another question. We bought a house this year, which we had been saving for for quite a while. Question, what now? We contribute 5% to pension, have three months emergency savings each, but where should new savings go? We're both 31. God, they're doing well. Um, they've got their stuff together, which is great, because to even give me that level of information puts them in probably the top 5% of, I the would say. country. Yeah, honestly. Yeah. To just know that. So, um, honestly, AVCs. What I would do is this. Um, they're both working, I'm presuming. Uh, a simple answer is... If you have a pay increase coming in 2024, don't take it. And I don't say, don't go back to your employer and say, no, I don't want that. Say the employer is saying, I'll give you an extra 5%, as a 5% pay increase yep. this year. Don't take it. Take the five and do it into an AVC. Okay. So you've basically... So take it, but don't like adjust don't your lifestyle it. to spend Correct. it. So what you're doing there is you are increasing your pension contributions, say from 5% to 10% brilliant but it's a permanent adjustment so that's going to roll forward for you but you're not affecting your day to day today yeah. and I always say to everyone skip every third pay rise and you'll retire a millionaire with a pension Wow I don't get pay rises and I don't have a pension but that's something we can talk about after. <laughs> uh, what are the exemptions on inheritance tax Yeah so we just discussed this so obviously a parent to child is 335 then you have a connected siblings so it's grandparent or aunt uncle and that's uh, 32 and a half. And then there's another threshold of 16. And then the final threshold is the annual gift exemption. So your grandmother three. can give you, grandmother, grandfather, uncle or aunt can give you 32 and a half. I think it's that. It might yeah. have changed the last budget. But no, I think, it's, I think that's yeah. what it is. And then is it another family member for the 16 or just? Yeah, it's like a cousin. Brother. Okay. But you can't, uh, for the friendship thing, it's just three, three. grand for the mm-hmm. gift. Okay. Yeah. But it's very important. I can if if you have a two grand if two grandparents, yeah, two grandparents. I can give three thousand. The other grandparents, just myself, whatever. If we were grandparents, you could give three thousand 
she can give 3,000. So that's 6,000 to one person, if that makes sense. Okay. They can receive 3,000 from each of us. From each grandparent, yeah. okay. Whereas the, sorry, the 335 limit is is the parents. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Or is grandparents? Plural, okay. You're, 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 yeah, you're kind of grouped together in that category. Whereas the annual gift exemption is an individual Okay. Because in theory, I could give it, wouldn't I be? <laughs> we get someone to do this, hand out 3,000 euro to everyone on the street. Yes. Tax free. Tax free. Yeah. Um, I save my baby's children's allowance monthly. How to invest this for his future? Ah, brilliant. Well, I'm delighted to hear them say two things. One, baby, because it tells me we've time in our hands. Um, and two, that they're willing to consider investment. Because ultimately, babies come. You've obviously won, one on the way. We talked about that. Congratulations. Um, <laughs> so uh, they're expensive little buggers. Um, I have three of them. So, um, but the biggest thing that concerns us is going to be third level education because mm-hmm. uh, particularly, actually, if you don't live, if, if you happen to live in an area where there isn't a third level college or your child decides, as a friend of mine recently found out, uh, living very near UCD with adequate bus links to Dublin city centre was told, no, no, I'm going to Galway oh, wow. <laughs> to go to college. So you're going to get that, you're going to get that statement and you're going to have to worry about how do I fund it? Because uh, free education doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're going to have fees, you're going to have running costs. So the current estimate is about 10,000 a year. Right, okay. So, as a parent, you're going to pick up that slack on a four-year four-year degree program, that's €40,000, which yeah. you're going to find at a time in your life, it's a very expensive time in your life, most people in their 50s, maybe late 50s, early 60s. So, saving for that outcome is every parent's, should I be doing it? And because the time horizon, I said, I'm hearing baby, so I'm going to make a supposition, said that the child is less than two. Mm-hmm. The event we're funding for is 16 years away or maybe a bit more, but there yeah. thereabouts. Well, then we have time. Because we have time, then take it, then invest it. Absolutely invest it. But if it's €140 euro a month. Yes. So she might have €1,000 so far. Mm-hmm. Can you invest per month? Oh, yeah, that's, you... one, that's what I'm saying. Absolutely. Okay. So every month, set up a child savings plan. Um, use a good financial advisor. Rockwell will obviously look after you, but there's lot, there, others are available. Um, and set yourself up with a child savings plan. Get it done. And it's done. And it'll just accumulate and run. And so then, because I actually am I'm asking for myself as well, yeah. I need to do this for Rory. So I set one up with you. Yeah. And then is a direct debit out of my account mm. the day that the day it comes after, in? Yeah, I always yeah. say the day after the children's allowance is due to be paid. Okay. If your children's allowance comes in the 15th, it goes out the 16th. Yeah, it comes in the first Tuesday of every month. Okay, I'll get on to you about that as well. Um, what is the lowest fixed rate, rate mortgage currently? 3.6, depending upon the loan to value and the energy efficient energy efficiency of the house. Okay, and who's and that, that with? Uh, Avant will do that for you. AIB have a green rate as well. It's close to like 3.65 with them. Okay. Um, th- th- I, I'm cautious about getting into particular lenders because particularly with some of the, let's just say, some of the, some of the lenders who are offering very attractive rates, let's just say it have to be the really attractive case. Okay. They don't want any complicated, no smudge on your copy. <laughs> yes, okay. So you have to be like the permanent pensionable job and there the, yeah, okay. So I wouldn't be getting that. Um, <laughs> if parents gifted land to us and we paid tax, is there tax relief on that? No. No. Okay, I wish. Um, I have an option to buy shares in work. Am I better to buy some or put that money into AVCs? <sighs> the first I suppose the first question is, which is the company? Do you know what yes, I'm saying? Like, okay, so, yeah. um, if it's Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, you've done really well this year. I, 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 in general, it just depends on your overall plan, right? So if all, I, I, I have 
we have a number of clients who are working in US multinationals, right? And they have every year to get these opportunities. They're called a strict to share units, RSUs, right? And they get these opportunities to buy shares. And what I always give them the advice is, is that it's great and you're working for a great company, but over time, you shouldn't have everything in one company. And what I mean by that is, if, all, if my salary is dependent upon this company, and my pension is dependent upon this company, and my wealth in terms of my savings are dependent upon this company, if something happens in this company, I get a triple whammy. I'm completely wiped. Mm-hmm. So I always kind of say, and I've, I always say to clients, like for instance, clients in Google, I always say, buy shares in Meta or Microsoft, okay. kind of like competitors. So like take your RSUs, buy the shares, don't get me wrong, because they're really attractive. But once you get your opportunity, once they've become yours, sell them and just reinvest, not them all, but reinvest in some of your competitors or other stuff. So you're staying in the market. But if something happened at this stage, Google, but I'm being, yes, like, yeah, diversification yeah. is important. Yeah. All your eggs in one basket. Like people in Anglo-Irish Bank in 2000 never thought that the thing would be gone, gone in 10 years. So I'm just saying things can happen. So just to risk, to mitigate some of that risk, divest yourself of the shares of your company and just buy a couple of competitors. But yeah, buy them. But again, like back to the AVCs, I think you can have your cake and eat it. Buy your RSUs and manage your AVCs by skipping a pay increase. Okay. Uh, this is kind of a similar question. The best way to maximise child benefit, a good investment option rather than just a savings account. Mm. Is there a specific one or just get financial advice? I'm reluctant to say a particular provider. All of the providers offer plans. Okay. okay? So all of the big, the, 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 the brands that you would recognise, Zurich Irish Life, Aviva, New Ireland, Standard Life, mm-hmm. they all have plans that you can invest in. Right? Very simple direct debit, easy to understand, money goes in, it grows or it lo- depends upon your risk and you have access to it at any particular time. It's just a question of your own preference and your own tolerance for risk. And the age be- of your child and how long you yeah, have. Yeah, and, and the funds. It comes down to fund choice, really. Okay. Yeah. So uh, also you'll get a free consultation. Uh, Absolutely. And we'd love, we do. Just contact Rockwell. And yes, there you go. Rockwellfinancial.ie. Um, what is the best way to buy a house from parents? Ah, great question. Uh, so what's going to happen here is let's just give you an example I, they haven't given you any figures none so let's just say the house is worth four, let's say 400,000 yep. I say five because it'll, it'll make more sense it leads you to the numbers so say the house is worth 500,000 yep you're buying the house from them the best way is hey mom and dad you know the 335 limit that you're allowed to give me mm-hmm. can I use that so okay. then therefore I only need to give you 165000 for the house. Okay. That's the best way because you're getting a house worth half a million and you're only spending one hundred sixty-five. Now, if mum and dad are going, no, we love you, but... We need that money we for We need our the money for our retirement. retirement. Yeah. So again, it's just about finding that happy medium because that's the only difference between... The only difference between buying a house from your parents and buying a house from someone else is you're getting a deal on the gift so they're helping you with, so instead of you physically forking out yeah. half a million quid between savings and a mortgage, you're forking out a little less because mum and dad are kind of saying, because the way the bank view it is, that the value will go, this actually maybe, there's no way of getting, you can't fudge the value. A value yeah. yeah, the bank will send out a valuer, right? And uh, and they will say the house is worth half a million and you can't put in there, oh, no, it's only worth 335, going, no, it's worth half a million. Yes, okay, on the market. So it is what it is, right? Yeah. So you're not going to really but can much. you do a deal where you're like, oh, can I pay you ten grand a month for the next? Or are the that's just a loan between parents, uh, yeah, and that's a loan. You're not even getting the gift; you're just getting a loan. In that case, it's a loan. Of okay. 
There's no, it's like, you're just working out a deal between, like, ultimately, if your parents own the house, there's no mortgage on it. Well, then they can do it. They can sell it to who they want to, right? So they've decided to sell it to you. So in this instance, it's just a question of how much you're going to have to get as a mortgage and your own savings to buy the thing. Okay. So if mum and dad say, listen, we only need 50 grand, well then, you know what I mean? You're going to have to come up with 450 yourself between your own savings you know what I'm trying to say? Or yes, yeah. And so do, do you just get a solicitor involved there? Like you don't need ah, a yeah, state but, agent yeah, but, but and all that? But there's no, it's not like, it's nothing complicated. It really isn't. It's okay. like, basically it just, if, if I presume there's, a, if there's no bank involved, it's even more straightforward. Like if in that case, say it's 400,000, yeah. right? And the person has saved 80,000. Well, they're just doing a straight transaction of a gift. But that's just the normal conveyancing that a, a solicitor would do. It really, it's not a big complicated process. Okay, cool. Uh, is there an app or a website that gives advice on what to invest in? <laughs> TikTok. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Honestly, like, um, is there? Yes, that's a, of course there is. There's probably a thousand of them. There's probably 10,000 of them. Are, should you be using them? There's apps that tell me how to change the oil in my car. Yeah. There's like YouTube. There's there's a YouTube video with some fellow from the north of England who's telling me how to change the oil in my car. I still bring it to my mechanic because yeah. I have no notion what I'm doing. So And it's also sometimes like financial advice needs to be personalized to you. It is like on like it's it's like Michal Martin is taking some company to court to try and figure out because some somebody selling something in terms of investing has been using his image online on Google Ads. Oh wow. Yeah. How to save when I'm only able to pay bills when I get my wages? <sighs> Well, the easy answer there is earn more, and that's I'm sorry to be so glib, but that's it. Like if yeah. if 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 you're if you found yourself in a situation whereby, and let's just, let's just assume they have done the pr- the pruning on the budget. Yeah. So, so they've, they've looked. They've done the spreadsheet. They've said like, okay, God, this is enough is enough. I've looked at all. I've got my bank statement for the last three months, and I'm looking at all my money out, and I'm going, what more can I cut? It, it just is what it is. Say so they've gone through that process, right? Because I have to live, I have to have a bite to eat, whatever it is, right? So they've gone through that process. And at the end of that process, it's still money in equals money out. Yeah. And then the only answer in is, the only answer is to increase the money in. And how, just get a different job or get yeah, another go, payment stream? Upscale, go to your employer and go. I, I always say, your first port of call should be to your current employer. Yeah. And say, I understand that you're paying me what you're paying me. Is there anything else I can do to earn more here? And your employer might go, well, actually, there's a role we'd like you, there's a role we have coming up, but you're not qualified for it. Well, can I go and do the qualifications for that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, the, most employers these days, because um, they're keen to, re- to retain key staff, will probably pay for the course. What is the best place to save €5,000 for a year to make some interest? Uh, pr- as previous, probably the post office or the banks in the deposit account, just for a year, That's that's it. And that's the 0.75? Or 1.5, yeah, with dirt, yeah. 1.5 with dirt, which probably works out around the same. Um, 26-year-old coming home from a once-in-a-lifetime trip having spent all my savings. Mortgage save tips, please. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope you had a great time. I was just going to say, that You're only 26. Fantastic. Yeah, um, go again. Um, well, so they haven't started working yet. That's good. Okay, because if you look at their perception of their finances, they've gone from earning nothing, making nothing, because they've been just not literally spending. Okay, mm-hmm. so everything now is a bonus. So I suppose the easiest thing to do is from your first job, ten percent of your pay into the credit union. Yeah. 
But the reason I always say the credit union, I like the credit union, is no online access, no debit cards. You do it's, have on, they have an app now. Do they? They do. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Well, don't get the app. Well, it's um, great. Yeah, you want it. It's effectively a lockbox for your uh, your money. For your money. Yeah. Um, if they offer you an app, don't download it. <laughs> my mortgage is up for renewal in March. How do I go about getting the best deal again, broker or bank? Talk to humdingermortgages.ie. And I, I, I'm not just saying this because Humdinger is a mortgage brokerage and obviously it's our business, but uh, any mortgage broker is always your first port of call yeah. because their job is to survey the market. Oh, so, I hate getting the emails being like, the ECB have raised the rates and the mortgage you were applying for is now going to be this. I was like, oh my God, we have to get this in the bag before they increase them again. Yeah, like their job is to find you the best deal. They're not... A, a, another bank. There's nothing wrong with going directly to a bank, but it's insane. It's kind of like, it's the department store. It's like people who say, well, why would you go to Dundrum Shopping Centre? Because you walk in and all Everything the shops you have are there. Versus, imagine if all of those shops were five miles scattered. Scattered around, yeah. If a pain in your backside, you go, well, I just want to go to BT's. Well, you can go there, but you can also go to JD Sports or you can go get a cup of coffee everything is there whatever you want is there so that's the point go to a mortgage broker their job is to survey the market give you the advice so then and, and say these are the rates at all the banks and they've been dealing with all these banks this is the other thing when you go directly to a bank just remember that the person you're talking to as qualified and as fantastic as they are their job is to get the application not to get you the mortgage mm-hmm. so you want someone whose job is to say Listen, if you go to that such such a bank, as I said earlier, they're not because of your one, two, three issues. issues. They're not gonna so you're gonna waste three months with them or we'll just go to this bank because you're more likely to get the mortgage. Okay. Again, this question coming up loads. What's the best way to save for your child? How much money can they be given tax free? Best investment plan for saving for a child's college costs. Again, you're saying as any previous, of those. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll, we, do, we do an education savings uh, calculator with the client so they're able to forecast how much it's going to cost and then we discount back and say and if you save X per month it will actually meet your costs. We'll be able to tell you that if you your future costs are going to be X yep. based on your child's age and where you where they will go what college they'll go to etc. Honestly, it's that specific now and then we're able to work back and go well, if you want to meet those costs based on X investment risk so if you want to take medium risk it'll be this if you want to height you understand? Yeah you need to save X per month and you can plan that way. Yeah, and for inheritance, what is the story with tax gifts when people are alive versus something in the will? We've just said, we've cleared that. Um, But you need to do a tax return. That's very important. If you get a gift uh, for the inheritance tax, when you're, if it's inheritance tax and it's usually on death, your solicitor as part of the probate will be telling them to declare you have to go to the tax person the tax person if you get 400,000 and your gift threshold is 335 yeah. you're going to have to do a tax return for the 65 and pay the tax on it but your solicitor will guide you through that yeah but you're going to need a tax advisor and accountant to do that for you and what or if someone gives you 3 grand as a gift that's fine because that comes under the annual gift exemption so you don't but like you don't have to declare that or no, no okay um, best saving schemes to be part of and that's a bit broad yeah again it's personal yeah. honestly yeah, it's personal I'm going to take a quick break to tell you about our sponsor. Our sponsor is Rockwell Financial and they have a special offer for Basically listeners. Rockwell Financial protect but also enhance the wealth of SME owners. If you own a small or medium enterprise or you are a sole trader in Ireland, Rockwell Wealth Management will protect and enhance your wealth and they have a free consultation for Basically listeners. So call them up, tell them you're a Basically listener and they will give you a one-to-one consultation for free. When you're not feeling well or if you're in pain, getting medical treatment without delay is what matters. 
Matter Private has an emergency department at their hospital in Dublin and Cork where you can get access to emergency medical care quickly. I've used the service myself. The emergency department team was led by a consultant and they got me seen within 30 minutes of my arrival, which is their goal for all patients. And that means you can get whatever diagnostic tests you need without a delay, like a CT scan, an MRI scan, an ultrasound. And those results are fast-tracked to help the medical team work out what was most suitable for your treatment. If you need to be admitted to the hospital, which I didn't, you will be seen as soon as possible by a consultant who specialises in your specific medical or surgical area of need. It's for over 16s only. They're open in Dublin Monday to Saturday, 8am to 7pm and in Cork Monday to Friday, 9 to 5. Hi, sorry. Um, oh God, um, I didn't mean to interrupt your podcast. Yes. Sorry, uh, I'm young. Yes, I'm hot. And I'm gay. And we're young hot guys. Yes. Yeah. Um, I apologise for interrupting, but we have our own podcast. Yes, it's also on the Headstuff Podcast Network. Yeah. Sorry for interrupting, but it's really good. And um, yeah, I didn't want to say this, but it's actually really, 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 really good. Really funny. funny. My mum says so. We are three guys, but we're not real blokey. Do you know what I mean? We're soft and friendly and nice. Yeah. Exactly. Like, like this timid request to ask you to listen to our podcast. Exactly. Yeah. We're not going to bash you over the head. No. We're approachable men. Yeah. Yeah. So listen, <laughs> yeah. when you're finished this one, don't, yeah. don't, you know what I mean? Yeah, there's a good part coming up. But if you don't, we will bash over the head. I know people. Anyway, enjoy the podcast. No threat. The difference between fee-based and percentage financial advisors in Ireland is ah. the latter a glorified broker slash sales. <laughs> That's a great question. Um, there is, in truth, there is no difference. The only difference is for fee-based advice, okay, what happens is, is so it's fee based advice where I say I'm going to come in and do a consultation with you, and you say, yeah, no matter what I say, it's going to be 500 quid for two hours. Exactly. Okay. And uh, then there'll be fees for setting up a product instead of a commission, right? In truth, if I'm being very honest, fee based advice was brought in to give you an example. It was brought in. We actually have a case study. It was brought in in the UK uh, ten years ago. Okay, where they got rid of commissions. And what has happened is you've seen what we've called an advice gap in the UK. So the only people who, for instance, life assurance take up amongst people earning 50,000 euros and less has gone down by 50% since they brought it in. So life insurance, right? Okay. Because in order to set up a life insurance plan, they have to give the financial advisor 500 quid. Whereas before they just went in, they set up a policy for 50 euros a month and the advisor was paid by the insurance company. Okay. And that's the commission model. So I think... It comes down to, there is no real, it's, there's no difference in the advisor once you're told what, if, if the advisor who is not fee-based, we're not fee-based in Rockwell, honestly, we're not, because yeah. clients won't pay. Because um, they, they're happy to pay a couple of hours, that's fine. But to, for, for setting up products and stuff like that, they just go, why would I do that when I can do it online? Yes, okay. Yeah. And that's the commission. So, and we're charging the same as the online. And they're going, well, your, your month's the same. So what's the, and you might be able to save a few quid off, but, talk to financial advisor ask them to give you the difference between fee-based because every financial advisor has to under central bank rules have a fee-based model it has to be if someone asks you for fees you have to be able to quote them okay. so say what would be the difference and uh, but the quality of the advice and I mean this just because you charge a fee doesn't mean the quality of the advice that you get is better mm-hmm. absolutely and just because you charge a commission doesn't mean the quality advice you get is better either I'm just saying it comes down to the person but only on, once you understand how they're getting paid what their motives are at the end of the day every financial advisor needs to make a salary Yeah, how they make it is really it, it does, it, they're not they're, they're not going to do the fee based stuff really cheaply yes yeah yeah do you know what I'm trying to say so it's like 
weigh it up for yourself but don't just just because someone is fee based doesn't make them better Do Irish banks allow elderly parents to go as a guarantor on a home loan? No, gone Celtic Tiger um, Cohabiting couple if one dies do the other person have to pay inheritance tax? Aha Yes Okay So get married Yep Okay That's um, a big one Now there's a way of mitigating that uh, through life insurance the aforementioned life insurance um, there is a way of mitigating that with a life insurance policy Okay. But there's there's still a tax liability. It just reduces it a bit. How to deal with a non-responsive pension provider? I'm waiting two years for pension payouts. Jesus. Uh, Legal. Yeah, oh, hundred percent. Um, firstly, I hope after two years they've escalated escalated it to a complaint. If they haven't, and unfortunately, this is a process. If if they have escalated, first thing is notify them you're, you, this is, you, you're making a formal complaint. They then have 28 days to respond. There's a process you go through which ends up going to the Financial Services Ombudsman. Okay. And that usually... Gets it. But if it's... That's ridiculous. Yeah, it's, it's, that's ridiculous. Where to get the safest AVC advice? I want to set it up, but I've no idea where to go if that makes any sense. Oh, and I'm an only child, so I'm pretty much screwed regarding tax. So how do I encourage my parents to spend money on themselves? Ah, well, the second part's a lovely thing there. Um, the first bit... Well, first uh, of all, tell them to give you three grand a year. Exactly. Each, yeah. six grand a year. <laughs> three grand a year each. Exactly. That's exactly it. Yeah. Uh, so start with that. Um, but she's saying, actually, she's the opposite. She's saying, spend it yourselves because I'm okay. By the sounds of it. Because it sounds know, like she's yeah. going to inherit a house and she knows she's going to be all right. Um, well, but, she knows she's going to be screwed regarding tax. So if the house is worth more than three, oh, three, yeah. five. But opposite... Like, Tax is a rich person's problem, Stephanie. I've always said that. Like, I if know, you don't yeah. pay a tax, don't earn anything. But, um, but to come back to it, on the first part, go to AVCs. If an AVC, by its definition, is an additional voluntary contribution on an employment scheme, so your scheme, whoever looks after the pension scheme for your employer, is your first port of call. Okay. Ninety nine point, and I mean this sincerely, without knowing anything about even the advisors. Ninety nine times out of hundred you're always better off just doing the AVC that's approved by your employer because the charges are usually a bit lower because it's a group scheme. It's all tied in. It's simpler. But go to a financial advisor if you're looking for independent advice. But it's usually not worth it, honestly. Okay. It. Independent financial advisor needed badly. www.rock. Oh, so, no, very important. The, the only people who can use officially under regulations the term independent are people who only are fee-based. Now, fee-based is very important. Fee-based as in everything they charge is fee-based. So they don't have any sort of recurring revenue that's percentage or commission-based. Okay. So there's very few of them in the market, to be honest with you. Okay. So independent, to be very clear, central bank are all over this thing, right? Um, you can only call yourself independent if the only way you make money from clients is if they literally write a check to you, give you direct debit or credit card payment or something like that. Fixed term mortgage ending soon. Ending soon. Stay on FT or switch to variable? Ooh. So that's a comment on interest rates. Um, so the prevailing winds are that interest rates have peaked mm -hmm. in terms of DCB. Um, they, they obviously rose by 4.5% over a 12-month period and anyone on tracker certainly felt the pinch on that. And obviously, when you're on mortgage, you can see that the rate's moving and cause a lot of people heartache because they thought it had a rate of X and then rates moved. So uh, the prevailing sense seems to be that they've stopped raising interest rates and they may start to decrease mm -hmm. interest rates. So in that environment, it may make sense to consider staying on a variable and waiting for a more attractive fix to come online. Mm -hmm. But who can predict that? Do you know what I'm trying to say? So that's a, that's Could you that. go on a short-term fix? Yeah, I think like ultimately, I think the fi fixed rates today are very attractive. 
even more so than the variable, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. So it might make more sense for you to take the fix, but independent advice as in, not fee-based, but individual advice before you make that decision. Yeah. Um, ideas to lower inheritance tax for kids, including property. Well, we said that. There's a Give, lot of inheritance going on. Yeah. Um, do adult grandchildren have to pay tax on inheritance from their grandparents? Yes. I think I need to write a blog on inheritance. <laughs> over 325 And I will clarify that for you so yeah. you can post it on. Um, what advance prep should be done for inheritance? E.g. power of attorney, bank co-signature. Power of attorney is really only if you have an issue where the parent wants to gift to the to an individual, a child, say in this instance, and they're concerned about their capacity to manage the money. Okay. So whether it's a mental or physical disability uh, or, or ailment and they're concerned about their capacity to be able to make decisions regarding um, how to spend the money. You know what I'm trying okay. to say? Okay, yes, yeah, yeah. Um, so there's no real advance prep to be done for inheritance unless the person receiving the inheritance has some additional needs or... Or, thanks for clarifying that, or it's a lot of money. Okay. And in that case, your parents should be getting tax advice from a pretty good tax advisor. There are ways of transferring... Some sort of trust or something. There are th- there are things you can do, um, but that's not for this podcast. <laughs> um, I have a pension. I just turned 50. Can I cash in 25%? I pay into it. I only pay into it. Yeah. Yeah. The, if the policy allows it. Okay. In theory, yes, but the policy may have an early encashment date, an earliest encashment date of 60, age of 60. Some, if it's, a, if it's a previous occupational pension scheme, it's more than likely 50. If it's a personal pension or a PRSA, it's going to be 60. That's very important. If they're paying into it and they're a self-employed person, they probably can, but again, get advice. Like, talk to someone. Honestly, talk to us. I, that's, please, I've, I'll do that one myself. There's no problem. That's a free one. Um. I have received inheritance. I'm mortgage free, so no idea where to invest the money. Get personalised. Uh, get advice, and uh, by all means, this is like a recurring theme. But no, of course, in Rockwell, like, Rock, we'd like to look after you. Um, but and just get advice if you invested. Um, if I set up a joint account with my son, are the funds in that account exempt from my estate? Ah, <laughs> so you're trying to get around the gift tax laws? No, it's, no, it's fifty fifty. What if it's a mean? joint account, like if if I if I set up a joint account with my mum, yeah, a joint account, yes, and I'm paying in a thousand, she's paying in ten, yeah, and then it's not like I've I now own I now I now got five and a half for free, four and a half for free. if there's eleven thousand in the account, yeah, I don't have the four and a half exempt from tax. Mum put that ten in, it's mum's money. Do you understand? Okay, so basically, what it sounds to be like they're trying to. It's a way of trying to... Inheritance tax seems to be the way today. It sounds to me like they're trying to see is there a way of circumventing inheritance tax. So you don't get 50... Account. You don't get 50% of whatever's in the account. You get... If or just not, 50% of what you've put into the account. The value of your country... So let's just say we had an investment account. Yeah. And I put in 1,000 and you put in 4,000. Yeah. So there's 5,000 going in. Well, I'm getting 20% of the... I've 20% of the contributions. Okay. Which means I've 20% of the, of the value. Yeah, absolutely. But it's based on my contributions. Okay. It's so not when like we go to take that out, the tax. Yeah. If 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 yeah, eighty percent is mum's, twenty percent is mine. Okay. Um, what is the current inheritance tax rate? Is there any way round? I'm over the threshold. Okay, so that's the same again. Best way to draw down pension: sixty five thousand euro. Had five thousand fees this year. I'm sixty nine. Jesus. Uh, 
5,000 fees on a 69 pot. I get state pension every month. That's obscene. Um, Jesus. Uh, 5,000 in fees on a 69 pot. Uh, if 65,000 pot, 5,000 fees. Worse. Um, that's 8%. And then, anyway. Um, now, draw it out. Get rid of it. <laughs> like it's, it's, you get, uh, if you, again, assuming all things being equal, uh, 25% of the pot is a lump sum. Balance, you can purchase an annuity, which is a regular pension. Uh, or get an approved retirement fund where the fees would be about 1% a year versus 8, okay. 9. So, yeah. Is having Rockwell a ca- can help you with that. Is having a car loan a negative when trying to get a mortgage and is car on finance the same? Yes and yes. Okay. How to minimise inheritance tax if parents own a business and are leaving it to you, building included? See a very good tax advisor. Okay. You're not a tax advisor. Absolutely not. No. Okay. So see a good tax advisor. Um, how to clear debt when you're not on a huge wage. Slowly, slowly, catchy monkey. And uh, depends on the type of debt. I'm amazed the amount of people who have credit card debt and don't switch. That's just like, if you said to me, what's the an easy person? I picked up the Christmas, actually, people stuff on credit cards. Um, if, you, if, you, if you're not going for mortgage in the next 12 months yeah. and you do want to go bananas over Christmas or just have a normal Christmas and not being a Grinch, right? And you're going to put it on your credit card. Well, okay, but in January, switch your card and get an introductory rate of 0% for nine months from a new provider and then pay it down over nine months and save yourself. Because the credit card interest is obscene. It's obscene. But do people, I, I think people don't know that you can switch no, when you have a debt. Yeah, it's nuts. Credit so, card, well, forget about personal, I'll come to personal loans in a second. But say you have a credit card with Bank of Ireland. Yeah. There's three grand on it. And 24% or 25% is the interest rate. So I can just ring AIB and be like, hey, I have a three grand debt here with Bank of Ireland. Can I have a credit card for, with you? I'm not saying like subject to normal underwriting criteria. But like, do they buy the debt? You just transfer it across, yeah. Okay, that's... Like, think about it from the bank's perspective, right? They're taking a chance that Stephanie put three grand in her credit card. Mm-hmm. She'll do it again. That's what I'm trying to say. So we make the money off her eventually, but we'll tempt her in. The cheese in the mouse trap is, here's an introductory rate of 0% for okay. nine months or 12 months, or an introductory rate of 1% versus 22, 23. Okay. It just makes no sense. Uh, tracker mortgages, keep or release. Will interest oh. rates start coming down soon? I'm fi- And this is a different person then. Finding the increases in tracker mortgages difficult. Should we try to fix? Yeah, for... 12 years trackers have had it great yeah. and advice has always been don't give up your tracker whatever you do and um, that's obviously the, the needle has moved on that one since the ECB started raising interest rates so trackers are the difference between the ECB rate right? so you yeah. have a margin so say it's 1% so the ECB rate is currently 45 yeah. which means trackers are if you have a 1% tracker you're paying 5.5% interest Okay. now I would say today you can get a fixed rate with a green you can get a 3.65% say interest rate with a green energy mortgage that's two. That's one point nine percent. It's a lot of money. But it's now, probably not, they're probably not in a greenhouse if they have a twelve-year-old mortgage, exactly yeah. right. So, um, say they get four percent, right? Yeah. So or four point one. So it's still less than the tracker. But if the ECB dropped the interest rate by one percent in the next twelve months, which the market thinks they might, okay. Well, then the ECB rate goes to three and a half. Your tracker is now four and a half. Do you understand? Yes. Because you're pegged to the tracker. So it's really about horses for courses. If the five and a half is killing you. Yeah, then you going. Then I believe you need to have a serious conversation about reducing that. And if if you, it's can probably do, not going to go back to the tracker the way it was ever. It's is it? never going back to zero. Yeah, 
I'll say that we're not like that was that was mad. Yeah. Right. Okay. So, but if it goes back to think of it, if you can fix it four, the ECB needs to get to three, and that could happen. Honestly, that generally could happen. Is it more difficult to get a mortgage get mortgage approval while on maternity leave, even with savings? That's not fair. Anyway. It's not fair. It's not. It's not a no, and it's just they're very keen to let you know it's not a no. But I'm not going to come on your podcast and tell you. Oh no, it's exactly the same. It isn't. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's not a. Pro- we can get over it. It's not insurmountable. And I want to say that honestly, it's not insurmountable. It's just, it's not as straightforward. If I start a pension at 42, would I need to be putting in the majority of my salary because I'm so late starting? Uh, the answer to this question is, I've always asked this question, you save as much as you can for as long as you can and you, you're, and then at least you retire with, as, with no regrets. Okay. So people tie themselves in knots because there are people on YouTube and TikTok and everything else saying, you have to save this and you have to save that. And what happens is that leads to procrastination because yeah. people think there's no point. Yeah. And that drives me bats because mm-hmm. I'm going, of course there's a point. What's the point of retiring with nothing? Yes. So save what there is nothing, whatever you can afford, and only you'll know what you can afford. Mm-hmm. Stay, start now. That's the only advice I give this person: is start now and save as much as you can, and just keep tipping away, and don't be worrying about the end goal. You're going to be no matter. Remember, no matter what happens, you're going to be better off than if you did nothing. Got a significant amount of money from an insurance policy. What do I do with it, please? Talk to an financial advisor, get yourself. Um, it depends. Like, for instance, like, why am I saying that? Because I'm not just going to say invest it, because they could have a barrel load of personal debt. Yeah. And obviously, straight away, get Clear rid of it. that. Okay. Okay. So, if you had savings, Robert, around 40,000 euro, yes. would you say invest in a house or invest in stocks and shares? Like a second house? Like well, property. property for 40,000 assumes that I'm going to have to get some sort of extra finance to Mortgage. buy it unless I'm yeah. buying a property for 40 grand. I don't know. that There's a place in Italy, isn't it? That they'll give you... They'll give for, you money to move there, yeah. yeah. So I am, but anyway, aside from that, well, you're taking on debt. So it's not 40,000, do you understand? Yeah. So you've got other risks to ascertain versus just... For instance, will the rent be paid? Will it not? What's the taxation treatment on the rent? What's the upkeep on the mm-hmm. house? Stocks and shares, depends on which stock. I, 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 honestly, it's horses for courses. If, if it depends, on, if, if I already had a second property, well, then I diversify and have some equities. If I had loads of equities, I might have a property. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't have, diversification is the secret to getting yourself wealthy because if all of your wealth is tied up in one or two things, you're goosed. What is PAYE, PRSI and USC taxed? I'm getting taxed over €2,000 per month and I don't even understand them. This is a great question. There's great honesty there in fairness to them. Okay, so PAYE stands for pay as you earn. That is the, that's income tax, okay? Mm -hmm. And what it is, is that there is a certain, the government say that no matter what happens, you pay us income tax. Really sorry for you, right? Mm -hmm. So... Uh, there are thresholds, it's now 40,000, which means the first 40,000 that you earn is taxed at 20% and everything above is taxed at 40%. So that's P-A-Y-E, okay? PRSI is peer-related social insurance. That is effectively your your contribution towards your social insurance fund, which covers you that if you are P-A-Y-E, you get the dole, you get illness benefit and you get the state pension. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's why you pay PRSI so that you can benefit from what's known as not contributory state pension, contributory unemployment assistance, contributory illness. Right? Uh, 
USC <laughs> is the tax everyone hates. It's just a new tax the government invented in, in the, Brian Lenehan brought it in, Lord Reston. And it was a way to tax income that was outside of the income net. So uh, it is, it is, a, it is, there's grades. So basically it's depend upon how much you earn. The top rate is 8%, the lowest rate is 4%. And it's just charged in, in, in so the first, oh, careful when I say figures, but I know the average the average person is paying about 4.5% USC, right? Because yeah. you're in that kind of mid-salary range, right? So you have all these taxes. Then what the government do is they give you tax credits. So they'll say you owe us this money, but you might not necessarily because we'll give you a tax credit. So there's a PAYE tax credit, there's an individual tax credit, which come off of it, which means some people are out of the tax net, but they'll still pay USC and a little bit of PRSI, right? Because okay, yeah. there are thresholds for PRSI where you don't pay it as well. But So you have no choice but to pay them, but that's why you... The USC is just a hatchet into your finances to just take it. Income tax, they say, runs the country. PRSI goes into the Social Insurance Fund. But it's also really important that this person knows that there are things that you can claim back depending on your job from your tax. Oh and God, yeah. So Sorry, many people yeah. don't. So many people don't do their tax return. Yeah, like, don't nuts. claim their tax back. Yeah, medical expenses. Medical expenses. Like if you're a teacher, you just blanket get an allowance. Cert- an allowance. Uniform allowance. You get one if you're. I think the only ones who don't are like accountants, which is yes. bananas. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that that is what those taxes are. Absolutely. Um, okay, I'm just going to give two more questions. Sure. If you receive inheritance, is it best to invest, increase pension contribution or pay off mortgage? In the form of a deposition, I'm going to say asked and answered. Um, okay. Honestly, yeah. yeah. It, it, get advice. I don't know. Like it, it, as a general rule, don't have debt. Mm-hmm. But how big is, like, for instance, pay off the mortgage? If you got half a million quid and your mortgage is half a million, it might not necessarily be clear to mortgage. Honestly, it depends on your circumstances. It might be... What, you, what else could you use that money for? Yeah, or, yeah, what other needs do you have? How much is a consultation with Rockwell Financial to get help starting a pension, a savings account? Very good question. Well, as a basically podcast listener, you're entitled to a complimentary financial planning meeting. So you'll get advice. That piece of advice will come free gratis, I suppose. I hit saying free because free implies cheap. After that, if you want to set one up, it really comes down to the contribution. So what we work on is, uh, for most contributions, you get 100% of your premiums are invested. So if you're saving 500 euros a month, what happens is our commission structure, uh, we don't try and gouge people on the commission. So what we do is we try and get people as much in and we live off what the provider pay us after that. But it depends. I'm loath to get into it. The standard is is that it's 100% invested and we do charge. If you want on Ongoing advice. If you don't want ongoing advice, we won't charge this. I'll say that. If you do charge, if you do want ongoing advice, we charge 0.6% of the fund. So if that's 10 grand, it's 60 quid. But that 60 quid is instead of charging an hourly rate and a fee. And to come back to the, if we want to complete the arc there, to sit down with me for an hour will cost you 450 quid. Yeah. Right. Whereas we offer this the 0.6 because like the credit card company, the 10 grand will grow. So we're yes. making an investment in you that we're really only making money off you after seven or eight years. But mm-hmm. we, But after then, you'll like us, you'll trust us, you'll stay with us. And, okay, to, where to start with a pension? Just get financial. Start, get advice and start. Just start, just do it. There's so many questions about inheritance, tax implications if a child gifts her house to a parent. Anyway. Um, I'll write a blog and you can share it. Honestly, I'm going to do that. I'll have that done by tomorrow. Okay, I'll, <laughs> sh- I'll, I'll share it because everyone here, I don't know if everyone's dying or... <laughs> if, it's if, Christmas. If, I thought it should be like... <laughs> 
No, it was. It's all um, best high interest account or best place for a savings of seventy grand. I think we've covered that. Yeah, but it's also going to be down to because I remember when I, you know, you 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 assessed me and Noel and our finances, and Noel has a much higher tolerance for risk than I do, and I have a low tolerance for risk. So all that kind of stuff has to be taken into advice, taken into account, and that's why personalized advice for those kind of broad questions like what will I do with my twenty grand are. Um, yeah, are are important. And again, loads of questions here about what to do with children's allowance, which we've answered as well. Yes. Robert, thank you so much. Is there anything else you think that we need to know? Have a very Merry Christmas. Ho, ho, enjoy your holidays ho. and a pro- very, very prosperous new year. And don't spend money if you want a mortgage. And don't spend money if you want a mortgage. <laughs> Thank you for listening to another episode of Basically I Have Been Your Host, Stephanie Preisner, and that has been Robert Whelan from Rockwell Financial. Our music is by Only Ruin. Our graphic design is by Kahlo Garra. We're produced by Hilary Barry and we're part of the Head Stuff Podcast Network. See you next week. This show is part of the Head Stuff Podcast Network, a hub for the creative and the curious. Shows are produced in association with Head Stuff and the Podcast Studios Dublin. Find out more or become a member at headstuffpodcasts.com.